Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Lori. We've always thought that the most compelling story strikes the perfect balance between an honest look at the mess of life and the humor that can be found in the mess. To be perfectly honest, we don't really know how to live life without both the humor and the authenticity. Our podcast might be a little bit of whiplash at times. We can spin from hard and deep to humor and laughing on a dime. The hard will be really hard and the truths we share are the ugliest of humanity. We don't intend to make it seem like it's all fine or to pretty up the pain, but we also know that the joy we found is all the more profound because of the pain. So we hope you can stick with us through the ugly because there will also be joy and hope and humor. Welcome to the ugly truth about the girl next door. Are these rocks like from someplace? They are. Are you recording? I am. (laughs) As always, this is take two. We had to stop because this is just what we do. It Uh, seems. This is so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the top now. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back to oh, our yeah, podcast. <laughs> the ugly truth about the girl next door. Yep. I am Kate. And I'm Lori. <laughs> do we really have to introduce ourselves? Though? I don't know. Do we? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. It just always seems like the right way to start. <laughs> okay. I gave you fidgets and you're still I know because your this one polish. has to come off. Okay. Finish that one and then. Okay. okay. You right. didn't give me fidgets. You gave me rocks. <laughs> <laughs> don't have any fidgets here you're gonna have to be happy with rocks okay apparently okay not okay. um hi okay <laughs> we gotta start over no this is, this is perfect <laughs> we're not starting over we only start over twice or once <laughs> all right what are we talking about today Lori? <clears throat> we are talking about the reality of all the threats that they use to keep you quiet yeah um in our last episode we talked about you know, kind of, we glazed over the idea that it was still so hard in high school to tell the whole story to, you know, the same thing with the filing cabinet, pull a file out, didn't work, put it back, pull another one out, try that one. And reality, the whole filing cabinet is the whole truth. But why was it so hard to show someone the whole filing cabinet? Um, You know, and as I listened back to that episode, I thought about people who don't understand the whole of it or who are not, you know, haven't been through this or don't know every last detail of it, um, why it might be like, are you kidding me? You were sitting in a room with police who could have helped, who could have taken you out of the situation and you didn't tell them the like, the most important part, you know, that this is going on, continuing to go on. Um, and so I felt compelled to kind of do this episode on like just how they, I mean, the brainwashing and the threats that they use and the following through on those threats, um, just to kind of give an, an explanation, I guess, as to why that was still so hard and why it was the taking out of the files versus just at some point being like, listen, this is really what's going on. So I, I want to comment on that. Yep. So one of the things that I have often thought and said out loud to many people is, so if you're listening to this podcast, you I'm sure by now have figured out that Kate is Right, and articulate and oh, a reasonable you. person. And yes, are cute. <laughs> <laughs> like we're so polite. Anyway, and very spicy and all those things, but that she is not a person who comes off as unhinged. And yet when she came forward, by the way, with the support, with the back backing of people, her current in-law family who are 
known and known to be good, kind, reasonable people. And by the way, with my backing and support, I was known to the organization that she kind of came to. If someone like Kate can't come forward and be believed and validated and helped, there is no shot that someone with less resources is going to be able to come forward. And so when we are trying to figure out why would someone maybe be afraid to come forward with the whole story, we have to remember that Kate did that. Mm -hmm. She did that and it did not go well. Yeah, no. And we'll, we'll get to that. Um, to I'm that. A spicy about that. Yeah. We're coming in hot today, you know? <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> um, but no, we will absolutely get to that part in the, in terms of the current day. Um, but so we want to just talk about first the, the threats that were used to keep me quiet. Um, you know, after the middle school escape attempt failure, I really had no thought that that anyone could really take me out of the situation. Um, because that was your experience and that's what they said. Exactly. Yes. I still, you know, again, let's review this middle school escape attempt, tried to tell someone probably one of the most important parts of what was going on, ended up recanting it because of the way that it was handled. And I ended up still going back living in the situation that I was in. Um, so only worse. Yeah. Only much, 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 much worse. So really like what, what, like in what world would I have assumed that like, let's try again, you know? Um, so by the time I got to the high school escape attempt, that wasn't even really an option. It was more like maybe someone can help make it better. Um, but not ever did I think that I would be able to get out. Um, I also knew by this time I was hundred and. 50 billion percent sure that the threats that they were making were not empty threats. Um, they followed through with the threats that they made. They, um, you know, if they said X will happen, it happened. You know, one of the things you've said to me is that there were times when they would make a threat. <clears throat> it wouldn't happen immediately. And you would just start to think maybe it was going to not be so terrible. Mm -hmm. But then it happened. Yeah. So yeah. they had a long memory. Yeah. Anyone who understands that terrible feeling of anticipating something bad, I lived my life that way. I lived with that sick stomach feeling all the time of something bad is coming. I still live my life that way if we're being really gut level honest. Um, and I don't mean the black cloud bad. I mean like They've made a threat. It is going to come. And they're patient. They will wait it out. They will wait me out. And just when I think, okay, this is going to be okay, it's not. Um, and I think that is even harder. It's like expecting someone to punch you in the face and then being like, okay, they're not going to. And then they do, you know? Mm -hmm. um, right. Because you just start to let your guard down. Right. And then you're blindsided exactly. by it. Right. And by the way, neurologically, going through your life, like, feeling like your finger is stuck in a light socket all the time. Mm -hmm. That's what it is like to stay in flight, fight, freeze constantly. Yeah. And P.S. trying to also live life like a normal human being while doing that. Um, right. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so what were some of the threats? So um, physical pain was always on the table. Um, 
in the dark world, you know, back then, if I, well, in the dark world, even if I did it right, and, you know, quote, I'm putting quotes on that. Nobody can see my finger quotes, but I'm finger quoting it. Um, if I did it right, but I didn't do it with maybe the right attitude or the right enthusiasm, which is gross. Um, or if I screamed because it hurt or I cried, um, or if I didn't scream or I didn't cry, they would follow through then on these physically painful consequences. Um, so the threat was if you don't do it this way, then this will happen. And it happened. Right. So if I, and some of those things were things I couldn't control. I, I, you know, who has control over whether or not they're screaming during absolutely terrible physical pain. Um, so as a child, as a child, right. Um, and this kind of goes back to what we, we glazed over again, um, with everyone who came to pay wanted something different. They wanted a different version of me. And I had to get pretty good at knowing what that meant. You know, if, um, ugh, I'm not going to go into detail there. <laughs> okay. Sorry. But so I, I will ahead. just comment on there were, and we kind of glazed over this. There were some people who were looking for a subservient response. Mm -hmm. Some were looking for you to pretend like you were a grown person who was willingly participating. Some, everybody was looking for something different mm -hmm. and was it always abundantly laid out clearly for you no. at the beginning? No. I mean, I had to learn how to do that. I, but, but that's why it was basically like being thrown in the deep end without knowing how to swim. But eventually you figure out how to swim or else you'll drown, you know, just kind of like that. I don't know. Is that a thing? Do people eventually learn how to swim? Or? I don't think that. I don't think so. Like I think that's that. how drowning I, happens. <laughs> like if you don't know how to swim, you don't know how to swim, right? <laughs> I think that's how I I'm going to ask Uncle Tom because he knows. Oh, he knows these things? Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's like a river guy. So, you know. <laughs> well, he just also knows all the things. So, <laughs> Okay. Hopefully, Uncle Tom, you're ready. You know that this question's you're coming to you. <laughs> I think his answer is going to be no. That's how people drown in the river. Yes. That's why we always wear a life jacket. Exactly. Um, <laughs> anyways... Um, yeah. So, so you couldn't win. I couldn't win. There was no winning, but they would make the threat anyways, as if the option to do it right was on the table, even though a lot of times it wasn't. And they would then follow through with whatever it was that I was being threatened. What happened? Um, a lot of times these, uh, these consequences would come after the person who was already hurting me. So person comes, hurts me, does what they do, pay for it. And then the people who are abusing me, well, I mean, so was that person, but the people in charge then also apply this con this physical pain consequence. Um, so, I, I mean, yeah, I have no reason to believe that they would that they that their threats were not that they were empty because they were not empty at all. So, not only had they proven over and over again, but they had also brainwashed you from so so young that there was also a part of you in your mind that was like, well, yeah, of course I'm in trouble now because I didn't yeah. do it right. Yes. So this is, I'm about to get exactly what yeah, I There was expect. no feeling of like, well, that's not fair. I, how would I know how to do that? It was of course that the, this should happen to me. I didn't do it right. I don't know how to do it right, but it wasn't their fault that I didn't know how to do it right. It was my fault that I didn't know how to do it right. Um, so yeah, there was no, no feeling of like, well, that's not fair. Um, so 
Yeah. There was also no escaping the physical pain threat. Um, they had complete control over my life when I was a kid. So they there was nowhere to go. There was nowhere to run away to. There was nowhere to hide. Um, and like I said, they were patient. So even if I I didn't do this often, but even if I threw a fit and ran upstairs or ran away or whatever, that's fine. They just wait a few days and it circles back. You know, they they don't forget. It doesn't go away just because I hid under the bed. Um, it just comes back tenfold. So I'm not laughing. It's a nervous laugh that I don't know how to control. Survival. Uh, yeah. Um, then there was also the threat to other people. They threatened to hurt my friends, my family, um, my pets that I really loved. Um, they threatened to hurt uh, other girls that were involved in this, other girls that were also being hurt um, that I was aware of. So that might be news to some people, Kate, right? We're, we're talking about that, like the fact that there are, were other girls involved is new information. Yeah, there were. There were other girls involved. Um, not always like in the same room or at the same time, but I was very well aware of their involvement. Um, How did you know? Uh, I saw pictures. I saw a lot of the same type of pictures that were taken of me, taken of them. Um, sometimes they were in the room, but not often. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't want anything to happen to those people either. Um, and again, it's that thought of if something bad happens to that person, it's because of you. It's your fault that that happened to them. Not not our fault, of course. It's you did something wrong. We told you that we were going to hurt that person if you didn't do it right and you didn't. So, you know, yeah. Right. How uh, trapped can a kid be? Yeah. They also threatened – um, to hurt anyone who might be trying to help. So if someone reached out to me, an adult in my world who was being nice or whatever, the next, you know, if they got wind of that, which again, we talked about, it was like, I ha this had to be this whole big secret. If someone was trying to talk to me at youth group, it was like, no, 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 we have to do this in a corner in the secret because if they found out that I was talking to you, like you could get hurt, I will, I will get hurt. You know, the threat was they would hurt anybody who is trying to help. That is still the threat today that um, they will hurt Lori and they will – she will leave me because she will get hurt and then she will blame me. So so not only – obviously, I'm sure everyone listening is realizing that Kate does care deeply about other people and so she doesn't want anybody getting hurt. But there is the added fear of if they do something to me, then I would hate her and – therefore leave because that's what they always said would happen. And people have left Kate. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I'm have. not just going on record saying <laughs> not scared, being careful, taking all the safety precautions necessary in case anybody feels like you want to remind us of that. We are taking all the safety precautions. Um, but no, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, so then beyond that um, was the threat to tell people about what I am, who I am, and that, you know, again, everyone would hate me. They would blame me. 
Um, this was especially when I was a little older um, because I cared about what people thought. Um, but yeah, that they and and they actually made this come true, right? Again, these threats are not really empty threats. Um, Can I just comment? Oh yeah, they made this come true. What you're about to say, but with the quote unquote help of the adults, the other adults around you who were not involved, but who did not respond to your disclosures in a helpful way. Oh yeah, no, so they couldn't sure. have made this come true if everybody had done, done it the right. Thing. Right. But they did make it come true. Um, they said that people would hate me. They would blame me. They, um, you know, after the first escape attempt in middle school, they flooded with the narrative of who I was. I was needy. I was clingy. I was just attention seeking. I was a liar. Um, you name it, they said it. Um, and we've heard from people since doing the podcast. We've heard from people that yeah. heard those words. Out we've of heard their people say to us, yeah, this is what your abusers told me about you. And so I, I did kind of back off. But now that you're sharing this, you know, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And it, it makes your persona back then, it makes what was going on with you make more sense to me. Um, and it never made sense to me why someone would say that about a child, but they did. I don't know, which is very complicated because and also there were also we've also heard from people who came forward to say, hey, we know Kate's going through a hard time. We, you know, we'd really like to invest in her and, you know, spend some time with her and encourage her. And um, and the response from your abusers, of course, was no, thank you. Absolutely not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And which was a, a weird response because these were not just random people. These were people that they would have been trusted yeah, people in the church, people that, yeah, you, you know, I mean, if my kid's going through a hard thing, of course, I want them to talk to me. But if someone who I trust and know is saying, hey, can I, you know, take them out for coffee or ice cream and and just be a friend? my If I trust that person, the answer is yes, of course. The more people that are pouring into their lives and speaking truth to them, I mean, absolutely, right? It, there shouldn't be a, a fear there. And it, there clearly was. Right. Um. Which honestly, those things are hard to hear because they're helpful to hear in that they're validating, but they're also very hard to hear because, ugh, I don't know, it's complicated. But so can I say, because in part, there were all these potential opportunities yeah. for safety that just went up in smoke because they were controlling everything. Yeah. And because they had flooded this. <laughs> place this you know they had flooded people with this narrative and so the more you say it the more people believe it it's just you know mm -hmm. um there was also the threat that my family would lose everything we would be homeless that all of my things would go away um because of me that if people found out then we would be destitute and homeless um i had past tense <laughs> My husband's laughing right now as he's listening to this. Um, a blanket when I was a little kid that was kind of my like security blanket and my like um, just safe place, safety. Um, and they literally took it away for like a month. They put it on a shelf in the garage and took it away from me when I was really little and I needed it most. And um, yeah, it wasn't good. So again, not an empty threat, like, you know, my things would go away and my house would go away and we would be sleeping outside and, and, or we wouldn't be sleeping outside. You will be sleeping outside. Um, 
when I was really little. That's pretty, you know, terrifying, terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they also used the threat of hell. You know, we talked about how, uh, God was worked into all of this and how the spiritual part of it, you know, I was a sinner. I, you know, if I wasn't doing it right, then I was sinning. God hated me. God, you know, created me for this. And if I couldn't do this, then he hated me. Um, and so hell comes into that too. Um, the threat was, you know, if you don't do it right, or if you're, you know, when I say don't do it right, that also includes telling anybody because telling someone obviously is not doing it right. Um, but they showed me what hell might feel like. So that goes back to the physical pain, the physical, you know, consequences. They, they literally did everything they could to show me what hell might feel like. Um, they told me I would experience the deepest circles of hell. Um, and I believed them because again, not an empty threat. Uh, um, so current day, um, as if there need to be current day threats. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) I mean, like that's enough to traumatize a person to the place of like, no, not talking about again. I want people to understand what it was that Kate, put away in a box for so long because it was so unbearable to even remotely consider that it had to go far, far away from her in order to be able to function. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right. On, but on top of that, there had to be current day threats because now she was talking. Right. Yep. After trying to set those boundaries that we talked about, um, the threats started up again. Um, Obviously, I'm, you know, married now. I live. But they didn't start up right away. No. So can we just comment on the timeline? Sure. Go for it. So November of 2019 is when a conversation was had setting boundaries, not even trying to dive deep, just like current day, like stop doing this, stop doing that. Current day boundaries. Um, That was November of 2019. January of 2020, a conversation was had with leaders of the organization Mm-hmm. And at that point, nothing was done about Kate's abusers. The threat started coming in February. Mm-hmm. Right. That matters. It does matter. It does matter. Yeah, it absolutely matters because um, we've talked about this and talked about it and we will talk about it ad nauseum because um, when, when a confrontation of these specific abusers, but I think any abuser yes. has is takes place and it is not done correctly. Um, or they correctly are correctly as in the default protection goes to the victim. Right. With expedience. Right. It can always be back, you can always back out. If more information comes forward in the future about an allegation that changes the direction of the thinking, you can always back out, but you can't go backwards and protect a victim. No, (laughs) no, you cannot. Um, So when they were confronted, you know, or even just got wind of the fact that maybe we were talking about it to a place that mattered to them, um, the, you know, uh, we can get into that later, but, um, and they managed to kind of felt that they managed to kind of slip their way through that. Um, they Which act- they did. They did, absolutely. They acted normal. They play the victims. You know, these are all textbook things too. Like we keep posting on Instagram, like 
things that other people are saying about how narcissists work, how abusers work. Like there's a playbook. So mm-hmm. this is not news to to me or to you, but this is just, this is like a playbook, you know? So I was fielding questions from those people at that time about, okay, but the abusers are saying that Kate always had mental health issues, <laughs> right? Classic playbook. Mm-hmm. And just playing the victim, right? We mm-hmm. were so devastated. We couldn't believe that, blah, blah, blah. We, we did, did everything. This. We did everything we could do to help, and she's just broken. Um, again, that's classic playbook type of stuff. But they can say whatever they want. The problem is when the people who should know better yes. don't. <laughs> when the people who should know better are like, oh, well, I didn't know that. Or, oh, hmm, now I have pause then it makes them feel emboldened. It makes them walk away and say to themselves, we did it again, right? It's the same, it's the same thing that we talked about with the escape attempt in high school. They, there were police around. There were people that I could tell, but when they got out from under that unscathed, it emboldened them to just, it was like a laughing in your face kind of thing. Like, see, you failed, you failed again. That is what this is like. Um, so the organization doing it wrong most recently um, escalated things that really escalated the threats and the things that were coming to um, our house. Um, so some of the things that were happening were um, people that were literally outside my house. People have come to my door and literally rang the doorbell. I'm home with my children, rang the doorbell and said, just checking up on you. Um, You saw some of the notes that we posted on Instagram, the wording, the horrible things that were said, Um, you know, left at work, left at my home, left at Lori's office. Um, Taped to your windows. Taped to my, my windows, yep um, broken glass under my window, you know, things like that. Um, I mean, so not definitely not nothing. Okay. This is not just like, Oh, you know, someone's calling you and hanging up (laughs) or, you know, whatever. Not that that wouldn't be bad, but I'm just saying, you know, it was not nothing. It was very serious. And again, I had no reason. I have no reason to believe that they won't follow through on these things because, they always have. And they are patient. They will wait this out if they have to, you know, um, which I feel like is probably sending my mother-in-law flying right now as she's listening to this. I know. I know. Yeah. Sorry. We're doing all the things though. It's not like we're just doing nothing to right. make sure that can't happen. Right. We are doing all the things. We are. Yes. Um, But yeah, so again, when they are confronted and it's done incorrectly, it is not just, oh, well, sorry, we couldn't help. It's sorry, we couldn't help. And P.S. we made it a lot worse, (laughs) you know, Um, not that there's acknowledgement of that. There is no acknowledgement of we know that we made it worse. We know that we did it wrong. None of that. But no, moving on. (laughs) Yes. You keep holding your breath for that. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Um, Funny, but not funny. Someone also asked when we posted the threats on Instagram if we had been working with law enforcement. And we had. We have. Um, but I don't think that people quite understand. And again, we've glazed over this in the past. What what that even looks like to work with law enforcement. Full disclosure, law enforcement does not look like. Uh, Let's see. If you law, know, I'm going to say the whole thing. Law and orders. 
I don't know. What is it? It's, SVU. S- she said I, SUV earlier. earlier. I was like, <laughs> SUV. <laughs> SVU. Right. There is no yeah. Olivia Benson, and this is her only case, and she is all up on it, and it's solved in three days. That is not reality. Um, to no fault of anybody, it's that's just not the way it works. There's 50 billion hoops that have to be jumped through. Um, it's not even up to law enforcement to decide to make an arrest. It's actually up to district attorneys and the you know the powers that be, essentially. Um, and P.S., when you have people coming to your house and leaving notes and threats and coming to your work and showing up at all the places – and they're wearing a mask and a hat and all the things, it's very hard to get an identification. Um, so, you know. It takes time. It takes time, right. It takes time that we really didn't have. Um, not that we that we didn't eventually get that, but again, right. all of law enforcement takes time. There's, It's not a three-day thing. It's not a 45-minute episode. It takes a lot of time. And a um, lot of gathering of information and gathering of evidence. Mm-hmm. Pictures, videos. Right. We do have um, a video that we'll we'll post. I think we're going to post. I think. I think so. Yeah. Um, that of of literally a person like skulking through my backyard and leaving a note on my back door. Um, so we do have the evidence um, of that happening. Uh, but again, law enforcement, it takes time. But please rest assured that we, you know, we we know. <laughs> um. So what does that mean? You know, what does that look like right now for my life? Um, I choose to never be alone. Um, I am very careful to go, you know, going to and from places. Um, but I'm also a grown adult. I have a job. I have three kids who are involved in all the things. Um, so it's complicated. And that's not really that's not really any way to live life. So we've been really trying to be um, not blaming or shaming anyone who's done it wrong. And, you know, that's still kind of where we want to land. But uh, maybe you're hearing a little bit more heat in this conversation because we are talking about what the fallout has been of people who did not respond appropriately to these statements who, who weren't, I don't know, they weren't bold in stepping out to help and to deal with this. And there was a very real price that Kate has paid Mm -hmm. as a result of this. Um, And so what we're, I guess, trying to say is, please, please, please take this seriously. If someone comes to you with an allegation, it can't be weeks and weeks and weeks of conversation thinking about, gee, do we believe it or don't we? It has to be something that is responded to in a timely fashion with a default to protecting the victim. There can always be a change of direction afterwards, but Mm -hmm. you cannot go back and protect someone who's been left unprotected. Not to mention the courage that it took for Kate to come forward and then to find that there's literally no, no response. Mm -hmm. What, what did that say to you? Yeah, that you don't matter, <laughs> that you don't matter enough for there to be a response. That just, it's, you know, we're sorry that that happened, maybe happened, but um, you don't matter enough for us to do anything. Um, and there's also no do-overs, you know? You don't get to, like you said, you you can't go back and 
try to re-protect the person. That's not how that goes because um, there's no do-overs. The, the, these things have already happened, you know. Uh, had someone done it right in middle school, a whole lot of stuff would have been prevented beyond that. If someone had done it right in high school, a whole lot of stuff would have been prevented beyond that. If someone would have done it right six months ago, things would have been prevented. Um, so you can't go back. That's, I guess, the message on this one. You you literally cannot go back and get a do-over. Um, I think, you know, it's great if some of those people are then like, oh, wow, you know, I, I messed it up. I think that's, that's great. And any support is appreciated at this point. Um, but later support is while appreciated, not the same as a do-over. Um, so, so, so that's that. (laughs) Okay. All right. We will be back. I don't know with what yet we have to. Yeah. Regroup. Yeah, think we gotta regroup. That. Think about what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we know what we're doing here, <laughs> but think about what we want to come next, I guess. But, um, but yeah, thank you again for listening, and thank you for those people who have reached out and, you know, just you know, said, "I believe you. I'm with this. I'm I'm listening. I'm hearing. I'm believing. I am in it with you." Um, that is surprising to me, actually, because that's not really been my story um and not been the case so thank you for that and if Um, i can say if there are any women who are listening who were the girls that were also dealing with this please please be brave yeah get help for yourself but also please please reach out to kate um and add your voice to this conversation yeah and silas wants to go out now so oh yeah okay goodbye If you or someone you know is stuck in a trafficking situation and needs help, please reach out to the National Human Trafficking Hotline by calling 1-888-373-7888 or text HELP, H-E-L-P, to 233-733.